What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Barangay Podcast Network. On today's episode, we have Josh, a.k.a. Castillionaire, coming back on the podcast to talk about uh, finishing his undergrad, starting off in the New York National Guard as an officer, uh, his efforts throughout quarantine to give back to the frontliners, and much, much more. Uh, before we get into it, please be sure to stay safe, stay clean, do the right thing, stay home. All right. Enjoy. Thank you. Okay, so today on the podcast is the homie Josh. Josh, you want to say what's good? Hey guys, if you don't know me already, I'm Josh Castillon, aka Castillionaire, live right from home in beautiful quarantine New York City. And yeah, I'm feeling good today. Feeling good today. Feeling good today. Tell them why you're feeling good today. I just got done with my final semester of undergrad, and I'm about to graduate in a few days. And I also commissioned as a U.S. Army officer, so I'm pretty hyped about that. A lot of good news, man. Good news is rare these days. (laughs) Gotta count the blessings. Exactly. Keep the good vibes coming, man. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. So... Wait, before we talk about like quarantine and whatnot, so you said you just qualified as an officer. So what does that entail for you in the future? So for me, my job is going to be cybersecurity for the state of New York. I'm in the New York National Guard. I'm working for the state. I get to stay in my beautiful city of New York and serve and give back like coding, database work, digital technology, you know, keeping my city safe. And as an officer, I get to plan any operations that we do. I've always wanted to give back to the city that did so much for me and my family who immigrated from the Philippines many years ago, and now I get to realize that dream. First of all, I I didn't know you were doing cybersecurity. That's actually what I wanted to do when I was considering going ROTC as well for the Air Force. I wanted to do cybersecurity also, but I chose not to do ROTC. All good, man. All different routes. But yeah. y- you know me, I'm always I'm always about the new technology and <laughs> always in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So the reason we're doing the podcast today, the main thing we wanted to talk about is is um, you already mentioned it. Your efforts with with your organization, Flow. Can you can you explain what Flow is? So in my last year of undergrad. I became the founder of a Filipino-American collegiate organization called FLOW, which stands for Filipinos of Lincoln Center Offering Welcome. I presided over as president. I was in charge of planning events, planning intercollegiate partnerships, such as with NYU, Columbia, Rutgers, Stevens, other Jersey schools. And so having experience with Barangay Boys and our community building gave me the tools that I needed with Flow to build a community at my own university. Lately, we've been adapting to the quarantine and the shutdown of all the universities via creating this Flow for Frontliners Fund, which we've used to raise over a thousand plus dollars to run deliveries, to feed frontliners, and to you know provide them with PPE. It's just been a, a great couple of weeks knowing that you know something you've made can have a real impact, even as just a small impact on what's happening right now in the world. Yeah, definitely, man. Especially right now, you know, especially to be able to give back to the frontliners. That's something that I've thought a lot about, obviously, with our boy Adrian being one of them. You know, there's a lot to think about. And for me personally, there's only so much I can do from the other side of the world, you know, 
and <laughs> it's a little tough but yeah man i'm happy to see that you're doing that i'm really happy to see that you went out of your way to show your leadership and take that on take on that challenge well you created the challenge for yourself you know you embraced it it was your idea you became the president you're the founder and i'm really happy to see you pushing yourself into those leadership roles man yeah and uh speaking along the lines of adaptive organizational leadership uh, i've been seeing a lot of organizations and artists also be leaders and lead change for the industry whoever with virtual dj sets virtual festivals people artist collectives using animal crossing and minecraft for art galleries it's insane what this quarantine has made change in the art community people yeah. have been adapting in amazing ways and it's great to see definitely man i love it i love it there's so much stuff going on not that i'm personally tuning into absolutely everything but when i can when i when i have the time to sit down and tune in because you know time zones and whatnot but yeah you know just trying to stay involved as much as i can staying up to date because there's so much to take in i mentioned it on the last episode with john vincent that there's so many dj shows going on here every day every other day non-stop for the past two months like everybody's on it all the time i haven't done it yet because i don't think i'm ready yet but I'm cool with putting out my mixes and whatnot. That's that's fine by me. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's so much going on. There's so much good being done for, you know, for everybody and for the creative industry, which is beautiful to see. Have you been able to pursue your creativity lately? Or no, not so much with school. Yeah, school took a front row seat the past few months. Just wanted to get it over with. So after I'm done with school, which is now, I can start actually focusing my creative energy and not partitioning it between school being president and my art so mm-hmm. right now i've just been revamping myself getting myself back up to speed on my creative pursuits it's been a good last couple of days rediscovering that and i hope to put out something that's very different from my last bodies of work that's dope man that's dope yeah let's let's, let's take the conversation back into school so with, you, with your organization flow like what kind of uh, experiences have you guys put together with your intercollegiate uh, efforts yeah so with flow as a new club uh starting from a blank slate and myself being a person that has to lead that that first month was very experimental i needed to provide a background a precedent a legacy for future generations who lead the club to follow and so yep. I focused this year on building outside relationships with other universities. And so we put on a number of collaborative events, such as like uh, tours around Queens. We're oh. using our talents. I'm using my background expertise on the borough I love so much. And so I just ran a whole food tour of Flushing, what? as well as educating them on the vibrant Filipino community yeah, in Woodside, sure. Elmhurst, Jackson Heights. Yeah, it's been a great couple of months putting our name out there, putting our foot down and saying, you know, we're here, we are innovative, we're open to collaborating, and we're, you know, just very receptive of feedback. And so having that experience, building that trusting team to enact such change has felt really good. And, you know, I'll be taking to the future as an officer, as a person in the creative industry to continue building trusting teams and enacting change. And good change, too. I read the article that you sent me about your efforts that was, you know, very, very, spoke very highly of you in what you did. You actually, could you just explain that to the people, the, the article you sent me? Oh, yeah. So after I made my first delivery 
uh, using the funds that we got from Flow for Frontliners. A little background on that. I wanted to start the fund because every time my my mom and dad came home, both of them are healthcare professionals. They work on the front mm-hmm. lines. And so they come into daily contact with all these COVID positive patients. And they keep telling me of their experience, how every day was hell during the peak. Um, every day is a struggle. They have to stay constantly vigilant. And, you know, they can't really focus too much on anything else. Yep. And so I got together with my club and I'm like, all right, guys, I think I see an opportunity for us to do something good for these frontliners. And so I contacted Mount Sinai Morningside and created a partnership with our club and them. And so using our connections with our intercollegiate friends, we advertised a donation fund and, you know, grassroots organizing led to over $1,000 being raised. And so that first delivery, I woke up at 5 a.m., ordered from Dunkin' Donuts uh, the day before about $200 in stuff like coffee, uh, bagels, donuts for the ER at Mount Sinai Morningside. And so just thinking about the struggles that these guys go through every day uh, motivated me to get myself up in the morning, get all these resources to these guys and continue to you know, support them any way I can. I got the chance to meet a lot of them and talk to them and hear about their harrowing experiences, their fears of bringing this home to their family. And it only confirmed in my mind, we, we need to be grateful. You know, even the littlest thing, like saying thanks to them, uh, reading their stories, sharing their stories is uh, enough to, you know, do your part. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. I, I actually was thinking I want to get Adrian back on the podcast because he did. He came on the on the podcast two months ago, right when quarantine basically first started. I think maybe even right before quarantine started, like literally the day before. And uh, I can only imagine the stories and the experiences that he's had. It's tough, man. It's really tough. It's it's hard when it's somebody close to you who's who's personally involved in the front lines. You know, I'm sure there are others in our group who are healthcare professionals in some way, who are also experiencing and being involved in this. And like, man, the effects that that can have on a family and whatnot. That's a lot of it's a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of commitment. You know, that's tough. A lot of Filipino healthcare professionals around the world. You know, they're going through <laughs> yeah. this. So yeah. shout out to shout out to everyone there. You know. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Yeah, man. So, damn, you donated two hundred dollars worth of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and we got more deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for some Dunkin' Donuts, man. Word. <laughs> now we we have Dunkin' Donuts here, right? Yes, we yeah, do. we do That's have Dunkin' favorite. Donuts here. That's I, my favorite. Really? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't really search what? for donuts. Ooh. Sorry, I don't really look for donuts. I'm on a diet perpetually. Ooh. <laughs> it's part of life. Yeah, man. So, um... What else do you guys plan on doing with Flow? Are you going to continue to do more while you're, I mean, obviously, um, you're I'm, already graduating. Right now, we transition to our new uh, executive board, new president and all that. But okay. I'm supporting them from the back, helping them out in any way I can to, you know, keep the club going and keep fostering that community even apart. And they've been doing a great job lately. So I'm very confident that it'll live on and strongly so. Yeah, flow will definitely 
inform a lot of my leadership decisions and organizational decisions in the future. Especially now I have more time to devote to Barangay Boys because I'm not juggling 20 pages of schoolwork every day. All that organizational experience will help inform our events in the future. And, you know, I'm hyped about that. And so I'm ready to get my uh, community building on once everything's over and done with with this quarantine. That's good, man. The team has missed you. <laughs> you were you were greatly missed in uh, in January last year, this year. <laughs> and that was right before right before everything hit, man. Yeah, dude. It was literally like two weeks before. <laughs> Y'all couldn't have gone and done this show at a better time. Yeah, I know. We got we got lucky. We got lucky. I mean, the hard part was it was right after maybe 2 weeks after the the volcano erupted. So it was like sandwiched in between two uh two bad things. But we were lucky enough to find the find the safe zone, safe time. Yeah, but you guys uh put out that you were gathering donations for those affected by the disaster. And so yep. you guys were putting in the work community organizing. Like honestly, when I saw that, I was like, wow. Y'all are doing some great things, and I can't wait to uh, get out of undergrad so I can do those great things along with you. Definitely, man. Definitely. And now you're done. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. So, uh, when do you when do you start your work? When do you start your work with the uh, New York National Guard? Uh, either late this month, early next month. Uh, we're currently activated to help out with the COVID nineteen pandemic in New York City. So I am going to have to be integrated into that somehow. So uh, I'm currently in contact with them to get myself out there as soon as possible. Do you have any idea what kind of like... Um, kind of work we'll be what doing? Your specific, yeah, what kind of specifics or responsibilities that you're personally going to have? I think I'm going to be very heavily involved with planning relief efforts around the city. I did not realize that a year ago that I would be you know, hopping into the fray so soon, but I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. grateful that, you know, I get to do that. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited that you get to, you know, do what you've been wanting to do. You know, like last time, last time you came on the pod was, I don't know, nine months ago. And even back then you were, you were saying exactly this. And now the opportunity is right there in front of you. And it's, you know, it's time to take it, time to hop on it. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot. Like it's, it's not going to be normal. Like other generations have gone through stuff like, you know, World War Two, other pandemics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. After this, I don't think there's going, there's going back to normal. Actually, I think we're going back to an abnormal. If we relate this to any other major world event, um, I'm thinking of the internet. Put a lot of companies out of business, and so you know the companies that did adapt to change led the industry, and some businesses did not adapt very well. They got put yeah. out of business. You know, we're definitely going to be in a new normal. But what we've been seeing so far with all these adaptations and these creative initiatives in the midst of all this, that, you know, there's a lot of potential in this new abnormal. Yeah, I actually haven't really thought about that. I haven't thought about the, you know, comparison to previous, like, big events. You know, this is a, this is going to be a generationally, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a generation definer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the one thing, this is something that we're all going to remember for the rest of our lives. Everybody who's alive right now, you're going to remember this forever because this is probably not going to happen, might not, something like this might not happen again in our lifetimes. So it's going to be one of those things that's like, 
oh, these people remember World War II? Well, we remember this, <laughs> you know? And obviously post-war is always that time for economic growth and whatnot. And so I'm wondering what's going to happen next from here. You know, have, have you done any, any, have you read anything, any insights on what, what do you expect to happen next? Yeah, so, you know, as a class of 2020, um, I, I feel this directly. A lot of my right. peers are not going to have in-person graduations. They're going into job markets that are about to have over 20% unemployment rate. We yeah. have many companies going into hiring freezes. And so, you know, it's it's a very scary world in this time. You know, you got to think long-term. You have to keep on having that good mindset. You know, you have to be realistic with yourself and say, your plans are not going to be the same before we went through this. And so you have to adapt. Right. Like, looking back, companies had to adapt in order to keep in the game. So right. everyone has to adapt their mindsets now. What's the mindset like of, of your peers who are also graduating right now? Like, obviously, you're in a different position because you've already, you have your job locked up already. But what's everybody, how's everybody else feeling? There's a lot of um, uncertainty. Back in March, mid-March, uh, school got shut down. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem like it was going to be that bad in New York. But, you know, thinking back, we're living in a high-density population area with subway systems that aren't really conducive for social distancing. Yeah. Mass tourism. Exactly. We're all in a Petri dish. But, um, (laughs) exactly. Hindsight 2020, we should have adapted better. Uh, We should have, you know, in the worst case scenario, had a plan or an alternate life plan in case stuff didn't work out. And so a lot of people have been thrown for the loop. A lot of graduates have been, you know, very scared about future prospects. That's pretty apparent among my class here. Yeah, I can imagine. Even though it's still a scary future ahead. Uh, yeah. You just got to stay, stay vigilant, stay positive. I know that stuff like this won't last forever. You know, we're going into a new abnormal and you have to, you know, start thinking ahead. Start having that yeah. futurist mindset. Yeah. I got to adapt and change because we're living in a changing world. Absolutely. So uh, what have you been up to lately, man? You keep, you keep mentioning the positive mindset, and I'm wondering, like, what kind of stuff have you been doing outside of school to, to keep maintaining that, that positivity? So after Fordham University, I've... I've went to YouTube University to learn new new skill sets. Right now I'm learning about Spark AR and its uses. Spark AR is kind of Facebook's augmented reality program. And so I'm learning about the possibilities I could do with that. As well as uh, Python. I've been learning more about Python and trying to master it. And I'm taking it one step at a time. Productivity is not good when it's forced. So I've been focusing on stuff that I really actually wanted to learn for a long time, but never had the mental capacity because I was juggling school and work. But now in this quarantine, I've been getting more stuff done than I've ever been before. And naturally, too. I haven't had to force myself. Uh, I looked up a study that, you know, this pandemic has actually had a positive effect on worker productivity. 
People oh, love working imagine. from home. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to commute. You don't have to wait on late co-workers. And as soon as <laughs> the 5 o'clock hits for your 9 to 5, you're instantly home. So I think that's done a number of you know, positive effects on people. And going back to work is definitely going to be hard for these companies to get these people to adapt to uh, this new abnormal. But, you know, they're going to have to adapt anyways because, you know, working from home has profoundly changed the workforce of the globe. So looking forward to see those results. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it, I think. You know, my mom, my mom works at the UN and she just got put on work from home until June 30 now. So it's been extended since the beginning of quarantine, since the second week of March. Now all the way to June 30, they're anticipating working from home. And I was thinking about it. My mom isn't too happy about it for different reasons, but I was thinking about it from the positive aspect of like, well, she doesn't have to do her two and a half hour commute each direction into New York City to get to work at 5 a.m. And, you know, like she doesn't have to do that anymore. Like that's a lot of time and money spent on transportation, wasted on transportation that she no longer has to do. And, you know, so that's definitely a huge benefit. There's so much time being saved, so much more time in the day now with everybody just working from home. But then the work from home can also cause added stress if you're getting restless at home, things like that, or if your your work is demanding at odd hours of the day, things like that. Or if you're just, uh, like, home alone or just, like, yeah. you're the only one there. Um, yeah. And I think that once we get back to people being out again and working in offices... You know, employers will have to address this kind of hybrid working environment that we've evolved into, and they should really consider uh, which workers should work from home and how actually to reopen after states start lifting these orders. Yeah, I actually kind of like this, that idea of, of choosing which workers can work from home, because I know that that's something that companies and offices have been practicing, where it's like, okay, this employee has proven that he or she particularly works better when working from home. And I think that's something that everybody's going to have to embrace moving forward, especially like, you know, if things say things open back up in July or August or something like that. And people like me, if things open up in July or August, I'm still going to be wearing a friggin' face mask and shit until next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I, if I'm going out, I'm still wearing a face mask until fucking next year. It's because I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has that sentiment of, like, I still want to be protected and whatnot. I still don't really want to be outside of my home, things like that. So once things do open back up, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of reluctance from from employees, from workers who, you know, don't want to make that commute, especially in a city like New York City, you know, where you're taking taking the subway every day to and from your office and, like, yeah, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people who are thinking like, yeah, I'll work from home still. If you guys want to go to the office, go ahead, but I don't want to do that. And I wonder how companies are going to adapt to that. Yeah, no, it's an it's an interesting uh development that, you know, has sprung up from this uh social etiquette countries, western countries that compared to the eastern countries have not not been using masks. People are going to have to adapt and move on to that social etiquette of using a mask, you know, for the sake of others around them and not just themselves. Yeah. Uh, people are having to commute two and a half hours to and back. 
Like some people yeah. might not want to, you know, get back to work in an office after that. So yeah, it's crazy times. It's crazy times indeed. Yeah. So let's let's go back to uh, you're taking you're taking online courses or are you just doing things through YouTube? I'm doing a combination. So Udemy had a sale the other day where like a hundred dollar courses became like nine ninety nine, and so you know I took that as a as a reason to start learning a few more technical skills that I've always wanted to learn mm-hmm. and, you know, using YouTube to supplement kind of unique situations that I run into. And so finally I've been able to slow down and take some time to reevaluate, you know, what I actually want to learn for fun and not a grade Yeah, has been really refreshing. And it's honestly made me, uh, you know, kind of reevaluate how, my mindset on productivity was before because I would always force myself just to be productive for the sake of being productive. But now I'm more deliberate in, you know, where I put my energy. So I've been doing less, but still doing more if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, I actually think that's something that happens when you're, when you're finished with school. Like, I mean, I didn't finish school. I dropped out and I've talked about this on the podcast before, which was that, after I dropped out of school, like that was when it really clicked for me that I wanted to learn, you know, and ever since I've just been trying new things, learning new things, reading, listening to podcasts, studying everything, you know, just so I can continue to grow. And I, I feel like you're probably going through the same thing where you're, you're done with school now and like you want to actually pursue the things and learn about the things that you care about, that you actually enjoy. And that's that's a good thing to be at, you know, like right now I'm taking I'm taking online courses the uh, the MoMA put out four online courses for free through Coursera. The four that they put out, I think, are there's fashion as design, seeing through photography, modern art and ideas, and contemporary art. So right now I'm taking, yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. Like right now I'm taking contemporary art and modern art because I don't know. I think I know less about that than I do about photography and fashion as design. So it's been it's been pretty interesting like of course the the modern art course has a lot to talk about like pretty much like the first first week of the course was focused just on van gogh and and his works and things like that which you know i'm pretty i'm decently familiar with i'm pretty familiar with all the stuff that i've come across so far on these moma courses just from spending a lot of time in my visits to the MoMA (laughs) you know I really like the MoMA so I'm familiar with these works but I don't really know the processes that happened behind them I don't really know anything about the artists and what their mindsets were and like dude I had no idea that Van Gogh was had struggled with mental illness in the way that he did like and he created a lot of those famous pieces while in in a in a home for the mentally ill I didn't know that did you know that no I didn't (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude yeah so you could relate yeah. that to today you know exactly exactly so i i, f- I found the the information i've taken in so far to be pretty useful the uh the contemporary course uh the fr- I've, I've done the first three weeks so far i still have two weeks left the first three weeks have absolutely blown my mind like i feel like my brain is melting while i'm going through the course because so some of the some of the works that i'm that i'm observing are like so out there you know, far far away from what you think of as traditional art, I guess you could say. It's like far from your normal like, conventions. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just like it's extremely conceptual stuff. 
Yeah, it's literally just melting my brain. <laughs> I mean, that learning the stuff that you want to allows you, you know, not to just be productive for product productivity's sake, but also kind of mold your mind into kind of something that you've you've always wanted to, you know, come into. Yeah, exactly. And like personally for me, like I didn't study art, art history or anything like that when I was in school. You know, I did media media and communications. So I didn't really do like anything art, art history, but I work now in the art field very heavily. And the extent of my knowledge is pretty much like just from going to galleries and museums. I've never actually studied and learned about it. For me, I, I feel like it's going to be, you know, once things open up again, I feel like it's going to be very practical information. You know, I don't have a degree and I have the opportunity to get these, you know, it's not like a crazy certification of like an eight week program from a college or anything like that. But still, you know, I can say that I took these courses. Yeah, I can get the certificates from the MoMA <laughs> that I took these contemporary art courses and whatnot, which is pretty cool. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice plus to add into your, I guess you could put it on your resume. It's a nice plus to have, just to have that knowledge in your mind, you know. I'm relating that back to, um, you know, kind of the convention of school kind of experience. In school, there's a lot of fluff courses. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that you learn but don't retain. But on the other hand, when you're learning because you're passionate about it or about something that you've always wanted to learn, I think the retention is going to increase from there. And also, the internet allows you to take a number of very high-quality courses uh, Stanford, MIT are offering tons of online courses for a ver variety of subjects. And you can actually make a self-guided curriculum for yourself that, you know, will definitely have positive results for your career in the future. And so I think more definitely, people should yeah. definitely look into, you know, educating themselves uh, online. Definitely. Right, right now I'm looking at the... Uh... You mentioned it before, Udemy. I've I've never heard of this. I really have never heard of this. So I'm looking at their website right now, and like just on the front page, they have uh, seven seven tabs here of the of the courses that they offer, just as like a as a as a teaser, I guess you could say. And they have business courses, design courses, photography courses, development courses, marketing courses, IT and software, and personal development, and all of these. All of them here on the on the homepage are are only nine ninety nine. They're only ten dollars. Yeah, for like a hundred plus hours and so much more money that you would be spending in a university setting, uh, you can simulate that and possibly even get a better education than yeah, exactly. spending all that money in university. So it's like this revolution of online education done right is actually really really profound and very revolutionary yeah i'm looking into what else um coursera has to offer because i haven't really looked so the the moma courses are being provided through coursera and i haven't really looked at what else they have i'm curious what else they have for free or at least for for cheap for like ten dollars ten dollar range also another word of advice for class of 2020 definitely get on to uh like with stuff like coursera or udemy It'll definitely augment your your kind of resume or your your technical skills and allow you to yeah. get back into the workforce stronger than ever. Yeah. Or even if you even if you have a job lined up already, 
and you feel like you're lacking some sort of uh, information or skill toward that job, get on some online courses, you know, it doesn't hurt. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I might take the web developer boot camp just to refresh. A whole boot camp for like $10. Like. Are you taking that right now? I'm taking a Python boot camp right now. Oh, word. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might take this web developer boot camp. I, I'm, I'm pretty shaky on my HTML and CSS these days. Oh, you're good. Now's the perfect I time. I haven't done it. Yeah, I, I really haven't done this stuff in, in many years, in like five years. Oh, wow. This, these are extensive courses. Holy shit. This is a 47-hour course. Yeah, and quarantine has cut school short. I don't, I don't even think many class of 2020 students have even done 47 hours of coursework so far. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, another leg up. Yeah. That's true, man. Yo, have you been, uh, have you been, you know, listening to any podcasts or, or um, reading anything or taking in any new information aside from your courses you're taking? Oh yeah, um, I'm. I've gotten into this kind of public speaker uh, called Simon Shinnick. He has a number of books out on kind of developing leadership and also creating kind of cohesive, resilient teams. As okay. well as, you know, talking about the marketplace and the skills you need. Um, I was reading about his, uh, his book called The Infinite Game, which shows that, you know, business people today or just any person in general in today's global workforce has to kind of adjust their mindset to have a more infinite mindset, as he calls it. Um, he mm. says a finite-minded leader place to end the game in order to win but if you want to be a winner uh then there has to be a loser so an infinite player plays to keep playing and so Uh in stuff like business that means building an organization that can survive its leaders building something that is bigger than yourself that will leave a legacy and so that is more so the infinite mindset of you know having your business outlive you rather than a finite yeah. mindset of no we have to solve this problem uh there is an end game but no we have to keep an infinite mindset which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about so that that's what i've been on word i unfortunately haven't really been on anything lately you know i've been listening listening to the same podcast i usually listen to and particularly cookies hoops I'm <laughs> uh, pretty much just taking in the usual uh, sports and music and fashion stuff. Nothing to, uh, yeah. I've been kind of off the off of my reading game. I don't think I've read. I think I've only read two books this year, which is weird because I imagine so many people are reading books right now. <laughs> well, like I said before, just don't. Don't try to force it. Like when you're trying to be productive for productivity's sake, then it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, yeah. yeah, just let it take its time. And, you know, if you're interested in it, then you're going to read it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I don't even remember the last book that I was reading. I was reading something when we started quarantine, but I never, never went back after like the first week or two. Oh, I was reading... I was reading Essential Works of Socialism. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, just just yeah, <laughs> just out of curiosity. I think I'm. I think I read like a quarter of that book and then never went back to it. So, I think we're coming in on closing time. How about you? Oh uh, yeah, I'm. I'm good with that, man. This has been. This has been good. Josh, man, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, you guys can find me uh, on Instagram uh, at Castillionaire, C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O-N-A-I-R-E. And yeah, coming out of this quarantine, I am definitely formulating a new body of work. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, and yeah, that is that is my plug. Hell yeah, man. Yo, I did actually want to ask you one more question. Have you been listening to any, any new music lately? Oh, yeah. No, I've been... Oh, man. I've been listening to a lot of a lot of virtual virtual sets from these music artists holding online festivals. Yeah. So this artist called Porter Robinson, he, mm-hmm. he created this whole online festival with artists from time zones all around the world. These guys played the most unique sets. I, uh, if you guys want to look it up, it's look it up on YouTube, Porter Robinson Secret Sky Festival, and you guys yeah, can I access all the sets for free. And this guy raised over, you know, a hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in a twelve-hour stream. Oh wow! You know, stuff like that just gets me going every day. Uh, gets me up and gets me inspired. But definitely check out those sets because they are works of art. Who else was involved? He had French artist Madian, uh, a number of Japanese artists. He had Dope. an artificial intelligent pop star. Uh, what? Like a Hatsune Miku type AI. Also play a whole set, which was crazy to me. That's wild. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Definitely look it up. It is fascinating. Well, all right, bro. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you for all of your efforts out there in New York City. Congratulations again for your graduation and your officer status. Hey, thank you, man. Of course, brother. Yeah, hope you hope you are uh, doing great out there in Manila. Can't wait for you to get back, man. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Me too. <laughs> Not that I don't want to be here, but I I, I miss home. <laughs> yeah. Home's always there for you, man. Yep, 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 yep. All right, brother. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And just a reminder before we get out of here, please, please, please stay safe. Follow the rules. Wear your face mask. Use that hand sanitizer. Wear some gloves if you want to. Take a lot of showers. Do whatever you got to do. Just stay safe. Stay clean. Take care of yourself and the people around you. All right? Don't be stupid. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Josh, yet again. Love you, bro. Peace. Much love. Much love. Much love. Much love. Much love.